welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf podcast, a podcast by a group of hikers with way too many board games. I'm Tom and I'm joined by Justin, Adam, and Debbie. And today we are talking about a game called, and it's all caps, so PARKS! (laughs) (laughs) Is it actually all caps? That's excellent. It is. It is. That's one thing I never looked at, you know? That's excellent. (laughs) Parks should be shouted at all times. Maybe because you're in the middle of nowhere. You need somebody to like... nobody can hear you? (laughs) Yeah. You really need to get it out there. Yeah. You go out into a park and then you just shout parks a lot. Anywho, tell me about parks. Tell me about about parks. I need to know. Now, this is uh, according to Board Game Geek. This is from 2019. I believe that you have this on Kickstarter pre-order and I don't think we have it yet, but we played it on on Tabletop Simulator. Is that correct, Adam? That is correct. I um, kickstarted this one with... The newest expansion of which there, this would then be the third expansion. Now, we played the game on um, Tabletop Simulator with the base game and just the first expansion known as Nightfall. I don't have the box. Nobody does. So uh, I'll just read the description. Ugh, so long. All right, well, we're going to get through it. Parks is a celebration of the U.S. national parks featuring illustrious art from 59 parks. In parks, players will take on the role of two hikers as they trek through different trails across four seasons of the year. While on the trail, these hikers will take actions and collect memories of the places your hikers visit. These memories are represented by various resource tokens like mountains and forests. Collecting these memories in sets will allow players to trade them to visit a national park at the end of each hike. Each trail represents presents one season of the year and each season the trails will change and grow steadily longer the trails represented by tiles get shuffled in between each season and laid out anew for the next round resources can be tough to come by especially when someone is in the place you're trying to reach campfires allow you to share space and time with other hikers canteens and gear can also be used to improve your access to resources throughout the game it'll be tough to manage building up your engine versus spending resources on parks but we bet you're up to the challenge welcome to parks this was an engine builder? Uh, in a way. Kinda. If, if you actually got canteens and gear, it was. I don't think I got any. I'm just kidding. I just, I figured I'd give Adam the opportunity to bring out his comments about me in this game. Well, you, I, th- I felt that you generated some sort of an engine. You, you actually had a pretty good engine, Debbie, I thought. I thought, yeah. Yeah. With those, uh, the, uh, the binoculars or what didn't you? Binoculars. The, oh, you had the, the wide angle lens. The wide angle lens. That allowed you, uh, allowed you to take some photos and, uh, the vistas. Chugga chugga. One thing I will, I just noticed uh, as I was reading this with you, Tom, was 59 Parks is all capitalized because that's actually the name of the artist group that did it. So I have no idea how many parks are in parks. <laughs> help 69 i think that would make sense yeah okay nice um yeah i have no idea so uh i think this is gonna be a bit of a tough one to explain i trust you basically what you're gonna end up having is a a setup you've got this like main board that has the national parks that you can buy uh by visit on the top um 
you've got a deck full of canteens, uh, which are like special items that you can use anytime you get water during your turn, water being one of the resources. Um, there's also gear that you can purchase. So there's another uh, another a, uh, another deck for that. Um, and there's also like a special event that happens every, every season that you go through. So every season is going to be slightly different in that there are additional resources that are scattered throughout the game, as well as a different uh, sort of sort of special bonus for like if you visit this place you also get a different type of resource or things cost one less that sort of thing um each season is set up in that there's a trailhead and an end of the trail and the trailhead is always uh like this kind of uh cool looking arch and then uh and then you set up a certain number of these places to visit um and they're randomly uh randomly selected and you lay them out in the digital version these are all just like pretty standard card looking things but in the physical version they actually look like little arrows which is important because your hikers which are your playing pieces are always going to be going in one direction they're never going back to places that they were before so you've got the trailhead you've got the end and then on your turn you're going to move one of your two hikers to an empty spot or a spot that has another camper if you are fortunate enough to have your lit campfire which is sort of this token that you can use to be able to break the rule of only one person in a space at a time kind of thing but in general you're going to move to where there isn't anybody you're going to pick up any additional resources that are there because of the weather pattern which are sort of like one-time things and then you get to do the action the action is typically getting resources um i'd say that's like 90 percent of them and then some of them are things like being able to trade in resources to get a picture which is worth points um getting another canteen um in the expansion there's some spots that you can do sort of other sort of more buck wild things like empty all of your canteens and then you know get another water and then get an extra thing so there there is a lot of variation in these cards depending on how many expansions down you go but in general you're going to be moving your dudes uh sort of leapfrogging them or trying to make the most out of uh the manipulation of uh, which campsites to go to so you gather up resources and at the end of the trail uh when your hiker gets there you can choose to either like reserve a park which puts it into a personal supply for you that you can buy later you can buy gear and then you can also visit a park to visit a park you spend whatever the uh cost is at the bottom of the park and then you get to take it into your into your hand and show it off and look at it and read the thing at the bottom and uh, you get those points as well as it tends to also play into whatever your bonus objective was that you sort of got at the beginning of the game uh you do this four times in total uh each time you go and reset it you will get a longer and longer trail and everything sort of gets shuffled up but you keep doing this until you reach the end and then you tally everything up and then you're pretty well good to go um yeah, the gear, I'm just trying to think of like individual pieces because there's a lot of like little things going on. But in general, that's sort of the overview. We can we'll probably talk more about all those other things. But did I miss anything of particular note, I guess? I think you mentioned Justin's favorite part. Which which was that? The useless facts on the bottom the of the cards. Park facts oh. at the bottom. Now, I, I, I actually made a note of that. Yes, I am always a giant fan of fluff or flavor text something that adds a little something extra during your downtime to like read when it's a little je ne sais quoi if you will exactly i i always love it's 
you know, that and really nice art is what elevates a game from being something very competent, very mechanically well done, uh, like chess, uh, and brings it up to something that's maybe maybe a little more light, sure, but more fun and more approachable. Uh, you know, Go might be an excellent game, but it's very daunting to just look at. Whereas something like this, with all the art, a little bit of flavor, something very approachable, that's going to get people to sit down with you. And that's what you want with a board game. I don't know that I'd call this game approachable. Oh, come on. Oh, just looking at it? Yeah. You, There's you a lot of you, shit going on. If you saw on. this, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. This is your opinion, of course. But if you saw this sitting out on the table... Uh, just on a table somewhere, let, set up, ready to go. Bunch of like these, you know, these tiles laid out, kind of stuck together, and some cards here and there. And I mean, uh, this is this is a little foreshadowing or a little like I was gonna say this later, but I'll say it right now. I really like the art. I think the art is very fun, and it's not trying to be pretentious. It's trying to be a little step down, but still nice to look at. Um, and I can't, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's quite nice. That's my take on it. But but if you saw this later on the table, you don't think you'd be like, "Ooh, I'm interested to know more." Um, I think it depends on. Uh, I think it depends on the person because I think that it, I think it is. I think it does look daunting. When we first saw this game set up on the table, I think I distinctly remember hearing most of us kind of go, "Ugh." Because it was like, okay, what's where and what is all this stuff? Because there's just so much. Mm. There was a fair amount initially. Um, I think I think part of it was because of some of the equipment and just of uh, when I go to a place, like, do I only take one of the things? But I think by the end, we were, I, I felt we were getting a, a good handle on all the mechanics. Um, there were an occasional glance back at the book to be like, hey, how does this interact with this? But I think that's a pretty good sign after playing one game is I have a few games that I still have no idea how to play and I played them like five times. So it's so one of them code names. <laughs> good old code names. <laughs> Damn it. <Tom. laughs> Boom. Got him. That's a good one. I think like Debbie said, like, I think if you look at this, you're saying, Ooh, nice art. And the art is very beautiful. I really like the style. Um, you know, the hikers are a bit weird looking, but you know, it, 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 mm. it fits the theme, but like, you see that there's just so many pieces. Like I could very well imagine somebody saying like, that looks really pretty, but what the hell is going on here? Cause you got like, <laughs> you got like fireplace tokens. One guy's got a triangle. That's the first player thing. You got canteens. Everyone's got gear. There's like, there's eight pieces going around. It's like, why does everyone have two hikers? Where'd the white piece go? Because it's somehow blended into the rest of the table. Like, you know, it's it. There's a lot of stuff going on here. And I think the gameplay itself is like really straightforward. But I think it would be challenging for someone who is not super board game literate to just be like, yeah, I want to play this. Because I think that while it is fairly straightforward, once you get everything down, I think it is like, you know, a bit of a component soup in a way is that there's just like a ton of shit going on. And it, it can be a little bit of a little bit of a rough go if you're not watching a video or taking the taking the rule book and reading through it pretty thoroughly. I know I was scratching my head a couple times after watching the uh, very cute, very cute rules explanation that had a had someone was using a raccoon hand puppet to manipulate all the components. It's really funny. You got to go look 
get up. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's awesome. So that's that's what got nice. that's what got me through. But it, it was a uh, you know it was even after that I was still a bit like huh, I'm not entirely sure I understand how this works. But it was you know a couple of turns in I think we I think you will get it. Mm-hmm. Want to know what the most confusing thing will be for new players though? The use of a uh, film camera. Well, and that's the yeah, and that's what yes. I mean. Like a lot, <laughs> like along with everything else that's going on. There's also, you know, you can stop at one of the squares and you can take a picture. And if you are, if you don't have the camera, you spend two resources of any kind to take a picture, and then you get the camera. And then other pictures don't cost two; they cost one. And once you get to the end, the person that has the has the camera. Once you get to the end of a season, the person who has a camera can take a picture for one. And it's just like it's one of these mechanics where I get it. I think it's a little bit of a kind of a catch up sort of situation that you've got going on there. Yeah, but it's not super intuitive why you have to share a camera. It's one of the places where it sort of falls apart for me. I. St- still don't understand the camera because it has film it's super bulky someone's got to lug around all those lenses you don't want to take more than one come on good luck Uh, i I can see it like you said as a catch-up mechanic and i've seen it in other games like viticulture where if you're the last person you get a free point um but it is kind of just an extra thing that could have been just put on the board like hey the last person to get here gets a free point or something uh it's something that could have been sidelined to something else it's a nice to have components but it is just one more thing to keep track of can somebody explain to me how you get the camera if you go to the space that lets you pay to to take a picture and yeah. you do that and you don't have the camera you get the camera Ew. if you are the person that has the camera it costs one less to take that picture yep see because i could that was one thing that i i honestly i could not figure out but i was okay not figuring it out like (laughs) honestly like when i went into yeah when i went into the game and i had two cards and one of them was like get a bunch of parks with uh suns on them and then take a shitload of pictures i was like i'm not taking pictures and just like threw that card away (laughs) i I gave up on the whole thing because i was like that shit confuses me you know, like going for parks is just the most straightforward way of getting there. I, I do think like, I think the photo thing is kind of interesting. Um, it's just another way to get points, right? So it's it's like if you know that you can't afford sure. parks, you can just go for photos. And there are some gear that lets you take photos outside of the one square that normally lets you take photos. And so you can sort of chain those together and, and sort of get, like you said, like, or like the description said, a bit of an engine going. The, I, it feels like there's kind of the two sort of separate engines between amassing gear or amassing canteens which is also gear but yeah but uh i don't know i i think i don't think any of us really focused on either of those and we all seem to do quite well which you know can be nice it's can be sort of if you're flush on sunshine you just want to spend it you know buy a bunch of gear to make your next turns easier but it, it's not a, a necessary component, it doesn't look like. I went after a fair number of canteens because I th- thought that they were going to help me. And, I mean, they did the odd time. They did allow you to uh, just leave Adam in your dust. I got left By in one the point. dust. 
No, I think it was more than that, wasn't it? No, I, I think it remember. was one point. Well, there was that, that you you might have forgotten because there was that point at the end where Debbie and Justin were both trying to figure out how to best use the canteens. You and I had already finished, Adam, and so we were, I don't know, oh. I think we were playing a different game for about 10 minutes. <laughs> we, were, we were playing Codenames, just the two of us, Codenames Duet or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, these two are just like mulling over the best use of the canteens. I mean, that's the only thing that got me anywhere near Adam's score. I mean, I would have ate shit in that game if I would have not figured that piece out, because that gave me two uh, two more parks, I think. Yeah, it gave you a lot of access to different resources. Um, I I like I like the canteens and the gear because almost every one of them you look at and you're like, oh, oh, then I could you know maybe do this, and well, if I got that as well, oh, I like any game. That lets you go, oh. Yeah, but I found the gear really swingy. Like, I found that it was like, there were some that we just didn't want to touch. Like, none of us were really. Yeah. And then there was like the odd one that would come up that was like everybody. Yeah, raced for Wanted it. to jump on it, right? They did seem to be a little swingy. And some of the more powerful ones maybe seemed a little cheap for what they could give you. Uh, I, I will agree there. Yeah, they seemed, they were abnormal to me. I think this may also be a situation where, um, you know, again, we don't, we just don't know enough. Like we're, we're like misreading some stuff or like not, not, sorry, not misreading, but like not reading deep enough into something. Mm, just, just a true. thought. I don't know. We, I have no we idea. Did. It's it's true. With only like a you know a single playthrough, the we didn't you know develop a internal meta of ignoring all the sunshine because sunshine's useless or something. You know, there's no like established strategy. But I like that it allows a lot of kind of a little bit of playfulness about you know well, maybe I'll get this. And sometimes it's just a consolation prize. You get to the end, you just don't quite have enough resources for to visit a park. So it's you know I'll get this gear and next season the next you know two seasons it's just going to be that much easier for me yeah yeah no i i think i i I think that's uh i think you're probably bang on there like it's i think that there's this is another one that that i mean like the first maybe the first couple times you play through it you you do very much stumble where you're you're very like "Mm, i don't know I'm just going to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Um, but then like on subsequent playthroughs, like after you kind of, and I, and I know I say this about a lot of games and I'm realizing this as I'm saying it once again, but I think that this is a, yet another game that like benefits from multiple plays where you have an opportunity to like dig deeper and, and see what works and what doesn't and try different things. And I mean, that that's, that's one thing that I just, I kind of, secretly enjoy doing is just not knowing and just being like fuck it like let's roll <laughs> let's let's just go see what happens like you know what i may i may end up getting blown under the water but i mean i'm not i don't i mean i i, I don't really go into every single board game i ever play being like man if i don't come in first place like this game sucks or something like that i i, I don't care <laughs> you yeah. know to an extent like i just i just want to have fun and and piss around with it and you know some something like this game is is one of those games that man i i like i said after this playthrough again more foreshadowing like i'm excited for this thing to get to our door um just because it's like like i i think i i want to like i'm already sitting here being like man i could really go for another game another round of this because 
again, I like the art style and I like the 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 mechanics at its core. And sure, some of the mechanics are are pretty goddamn confusing. The camera, I'm looking at you, but you know, I want to, I want, I want more of it already. Already, it's weird. I kind of wish we would have played, or we could have played, I guess, without the the tents. Without the one expansion there, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that that would have been advantageous in the sense that it wouldn't have been as... Like, it wouldn't have been that another thing that you had to try to figure out and understand. Um, Yeah. Because I know for myself that... Once there's like once I have so many things coming at me, I get to the point where I'm just like, I just don't care. <laughs> well, and just and for clarity's sake, for people who are who are listening, um, we were like the the tabletop simulator version we were playing was the official release that came from the developers. So it um it uh like we there was no option to include or not include stuff it was like look you're you're just you're getting it so we we had no we had no other option but to play with nightfall i think you did that on purpose i just i found it i found it because like i was like you know what i really want to play this like it's like i already know it's coming to my door (laughs) so i might as well uh I, i might as well like give it a try and and you know see if it's one that i'm going to unwrap or one that i'm going to maybe leave in a leave in a pile and use it as a giveaway or or something like that right yeah for the record to the general public it is not a good way to tell your wife that something is coming from kickstarter (laughs) by like (laughs) presenting it as the game to play i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) that seems very uh very straightforward god that was funny yeah you're gonna love it it's gonna be great I quite liked it. I quite liked it. I'm I, I want to play more. I think that, you know, this is one that, you know, although that there's a lot of weird shit going on, I think that, you know, for people who are, I mean, like, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this as someone's first uh, venture into hobbyist board games, but I think that it, it's it still sits fairly close to the like the complexity level is is relatively close to ground level again as long as like if you're playing with people who don't mind maybe not not you know completely soaring on their very first playthrough or something like that you know like i I think that this game has um has potential to be something that that people could understand easy enough air quotes yeah the most of the most of the kind of rules the resource gathering placing your little workers is common enough amongst uh board games as mechanics so mm-hmm. as a first game i think you're right um there's a lot to unpack right away uh but if you know you've you've played a few uh it this isn't this isn't going to you know break you completely played a few had a few hopefully you know oh, i don't know that i have a few before playing this <laughs> I mean, let's let's be realistic here. Like, how many people out there? How, like, I th- I'm pretty sure just about everybody, and I mean everybody at this point, has played Catan. So I would not agree with that. I okay. never even heard of Catan. Next before to everybody has played Catan at this point in their lives. Um, yeah, well, anybody who's who's who you're going to be like, oh, hey, are you interested in board games? Like, so many people, so many people have, have just been like, oh yeah, Catan, of course, blah 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 blah, like. To to take a step from Catan to this, I do not think is overly obnoxious. No, in a way, there's a lot less to 
manage. Yeah, I mean, especially since you don't, you're not really, other than people taking your sweet, sweet parks or getting that Nalgene bottle that you were eyeing, you know, there's not, there's <laughs> not really much interaction other than, yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, there, like there's no negotiation or anything. Like you're, you're stopping each other from going places, but kind of not really. And you're, you know, scooping up equipment and stuff. So, I mean, I, I think there's, I think there's less, less direct competition and more like blocking and stuff than, than, than in Catan. So I could definitely see, like, I think they're pretty, you're, you're probably right. Like it's, uh, it's not a huge gap. It's mostly, it's mostly around like there's more, there's more individual weird rules and less like complications dealing with other people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see more Catan more of a negotiation game than a sort of a, well, than like a, you're, you're dealing more with people and negotiating rather than dealing with the rules or the mechanics is a lot of that in Catana's luck, whereas this is more, more competitive placement. I, yeah, I don't want to yeah, say, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say worker placement because that's probably one of the most boring phrases ever uttered, but, <laughs> but it, it, it is that. You say that to Adam and it's like talking dirty to him. I love worker placements. I know you I do. Know. It's fine. He's placing his worker right now. <laughs> that's, Ooh. that's it. As we speak. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I think, I think that there's. I, I agree. I, I agree. Like I, th- I think that this is something that is um, from the three thousand feet out or whatever, and you're sitting there looking at it. Like, yeah, sure, it can look, it can look imposing. Like when you start flipping through the rule book and being like, what does this mean? What does that mean? All that sort of stuff. But then once you actually kind of get into the the real nooks and crannies of this thing, like it's. I don't think it's. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's overly. Um, I don't think it's too overly taxing. I will say that the the rule book is quite well done. Um, everything is clearly labeled with a nice, clear description to the right. The only hassle I ever found was finding the exact um, reference. But with all the clear symbi- symbology, uh, it, I thought the rule book was very well done for uh, a nice small game like this. I would like to say that since COVID, I haven't had to look at a rule book yet, and I love it. <laughs> it's That's missing out. You're, you're missing mean, out. Yeah, I was going to say, that just means that you need to start actually looking at rule books. No, I don't <laughs> so like that we it. Can, so that we can stop being the teachers and start being the taught. Uh, no, I know. I, I, I like I like it teaching a board game because I think it helps you learn it better. Um, but the the rule book in this, uh, you know, we, we may have lost Adam's rule book corner, but uh, I just want to bring back that the the rule book is well done. The rule book is well done. The rule book is very well done. Um, you know what? Fine, fine. We're, that's it. It's coming back right now. <laughs> oh, no, it's happening. Oh God, it's happening right now. Parker, no, the, the that's. <laughs> No, the the rule book's nice. At least the digital, like the, it got scanned in and put in there as a digital offering in within the game. Uh, it 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 is nice. It is quite nice. Um, they also give you a handy player reference card that just kind of d- um, shows you like the iconography, and then like you know this is the icon. This is what it means. Boom, boom. Take Where it. was that? On the top of the table, top left, like right above the rule books. Yeah, I think it was two-sided. It is two-sided, yes. It's not a very good player reference if it wasn't anywhere near the players. <laughs> well, it's it's digital, so it's technically anywhere you want it to be. <laughs> I didn't even know it was there. Well, Would have been good. Whose fault is that for not mine, looking? Mine. 
absolutely. I own it. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that it? Uh, sorry, yeah. No, so, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's that's the gist of it. Is that you know, like the fact that it comes with um, player aids is is pleasant. The fact that it it just like the rules are are concise, although again with the camera, it's a little confusing at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still what I think to be quite reasonable. Um, yeah, that's you know this this one gets a, a big old thumbs up on the on the rule book corner. Right on. Everybody like it with four players because it says it plays one to five. So I just thought, no, does it actually play all the way up to five? That's cool. Yeah. I was wondering, that's a, that was one question I did have was how, how high does it go in the player count? I thought four was, was super reasonable. I thought it was, um, cause I, my understanding, and I could be wrong with this, um, as I didn't like the setup was done for us within the game, but my understanding is that, um, as you get more, players in it you also get more like you get more or less tiles it's my understanding could be wrong yeah three three to four seem to be the flipping point for a lot of them Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of spaces that sort of lock themselves or there was a like the space at the end would lock itself out if there wasn't four people yes or getting a discount on gear or something like that Mm -hmm. um in terms of that question i think it it felt pretty long to me like it was a pleasant enough game but with as many people as we had like it we this is a you know never played it before but it still took two and a half hours for for what it for what it felt like after the fact i don't know that it was i don't know it just seemed like it was a a a bit of a long haul like there was i i feel like there was some times between the turns was a bit long like there was more than one time i was able to get up and go and deal with screaming children and come back and it still wasn't to my turn and i was able to mostly entertain myself with the very beautiful art uh joking about the hikers and looking at like the facts on the bottom of the cards but still it's it didn't feel like uh like a great use of time for the people who weren't currently taking their turn and sometimes your turn was over in like you know 12 seconds because you're just like boop 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 take the thing in fill the canteen go ahead and do your thing so um there were definitely some turns that i felt you know the gears turning in my head they're like oh you can do this and then this and then this um but there was there was quite a bit of downtime and so i'm not sure that four players is amazing it was fine it was a, it was a pleasant pleasant game uh but maybe not like it didn't blow me away uh you know i guess is is what i'm trying to get at i feel like if you don't i feel like four makes it i think four makes it so that you have to think a little bit more and a little harder because well okay so wait so did you guys say that the if you have less players than the number of spaces that are there decreases. That's my understanding, but I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that as I don't know a hundred percent. Because I feel like if you had less players in the same number of like uh, cards or spots, I feel like it would, it would almost be boring at that point because you, you don't have to think really hard, right? You probably would be able to leapfrog fairly easily. Whereas Uh, When we played with four players, it was a situation where, you know, like you have your fire and you can only use that once um, per guy, basically. I mean, you have to get one guy to the end in order to refresh your fire. But I just I feel like that's part of the challenge. Mm -hmm. And so I'm I'd be curious to know if it's if with lower count, if you had less cards there, then 
So if, if um, you're if you're four or five, yeah. there's one additional tile. So the- oh, it's only one. Okay, if it's only yeah, if it's only one tile, I mean that's pretty. That's not that's not a lot. I I think that the I don't I don't know that I would buy into the idea that there is an ultimate player number in this game. So you think I it mean, plays well curious- at, at all player counts? Is that is that kind of what you're getting at? Or? I think so, yeah. Like I think that it has advantages and disadvantages regardless of which way you go. Mm-hmm. Um and so I I don't think it it matters. Like I think that you what you gain from one side, you lose from the other, and you just you counterbalance that in the end. Okay. Um, if you're, I think if you have less players, then you have the ability to get more resources, uh, maybe a little easier. Sure. Um, and so you're, you know, having your the the limit of twelve probably I think plays in a little a uh, little more in that sense. Right. Um, whereas when you have a higher player count, twelve. I think it's a little harder to hit that, you know, that 12, but you're also put in a position where you're, um, you're really limited in what you can do because you only have, you know, your fire once or twice. Right. Yeah. But, but it, yeah. Yeah. And I guess like, what, wouldn't you feel that that's like, that's part of the, that's part of like the, the, the strategy to it though? Yeah, like the, I do. Okay, okay. I do. But then that's the same thing as, as when you have less players and you have, um, you have more ability to get more stuff. Your fire becomes less important, but your holding capacity becomes more important. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like you're hesitating because you don't agree with me, but that's okay. It's weird because the more I think about this game, the more I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, like this is great. Um, I do think that I do think that the um, like the the time issue, like the amount of time it takes. I mean, I think a first playthrough is always going to run at at like 0.75 speed. Like you're always going to end up taking about, you know, like like one and a half times what it would normally take. Um, And I think that part of that is just flummoxing around and trying to understand rules. Um, I definitely don't flummoxing. Yeah, yeah. uh, Flailing even. Um, I, I don't think that, I don't think that this game is good for people with analysis paralysis issues. And I know Tom was probably going to say that. And so I'm going to cut him off at the, at the whoa, head whoa. and jump in front of him and steal that one for myself. Cut but, my head off. uh, I, <laughs> uh, I, just, I don't, I don't think that this works too well with analysis paralysis folks, because like there are like on any given turn, you have too many, many options. many options, many options. Too many options. And there's no clear, like it, there's no true clear best route. And for me, I love that. I absolutely love that. Is it's like, you know, but but at the same time, I'm I feel that I'm one of the people who's relatively cavalier and it's like, you know what, I don't know what the best play is, but I'm just gonna do this and I'm just gonna let it fly and let her go and we'll just see what happens. Oh, you don't <laughs> think that's how I play games? Uh it's I I don't feel that that's how you played parks. That is. But I guess the reason I asked was I completely agree with Debbie in that it feels like with fewer than four, there'd be far less competition. It might be a lot more relaxing, you know, just getting points, having a laugh. But it it f- would it, I don't know, for, for me, it f- would feel like it would lose a little something. Uh, and the other reason I asked 
was that Tom, you did say it took us what two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it recommends like on the uh, like the box basically uh, thirty to sixty minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. which seems uh, there's a, a small small discrepancy. Bit of a gap. I, I'd there. have no idea what what playtester group was able to get it down in sixty minutes with uh, four or more, or up to five. I could I could see that happening. I mean, maybe I think, yeah. I mean, in all uh, honesty. I, I can see it getting down that far. I think that it's, if you, uh, I think once you get comfortable with kind of the idea and the symbols and things like that, and like Adam said, I think that it might suffer a little when you have the old analysis paralysis. Mm. Um, I think kind of having that more uh, fly by the seat of your pants approach um, could make this game go fairly, fairly quickly. Uh- for sure, if you just did a thing, ten seconds, plot, get the chess timer out. Chess timers. Yeah, so I, I'm just gonna we're gonna go into reviews, I guess. Um, so f- I don't own this game, um, and I'm on a sort of keep or not keep sort of situation, so I I, I can't do either. Uh, would I go and buy this game? I don't. I don't know that it warrant like. I don't think I liked it enough personally um, to like have it push out a game on my shelf. Um, it fills a space that I think is also taken up by Tokaido, which I already own, which is another game about taking a very pleasant journey through whatever and sort of bumming around wherever you're going. Um, they have the same sort of mechanic where it's like you can leapfrog other people um, and then like they can't go to the same space you are in Tokaido. It's sort of the same thing where you go to a place and then the person at the very back gets to go and so they can sort of do additional things if they're like super far behind but it's all in the same vein of like a a game about a journey that is very non-competitive and very pleasant nice to look at um i think there if you're looking for a game about a journey you can sort of like pick and choose which one you like for me it's it's just not it doesn't occupy a space that's really different enough or it wasn't sensational enough for me it didn't leave me with any like you know oh shit moments other than you know the very nice (laughs) art it being like kind of like pretty educational um you know there's there's some very interesting looking parks that if you're in the united states uh you might want to get this to sort of teach your children about the various places that you can go and maybe you sort of make it your your job to go to visit a bunch of these places um so there's there's some interesting stuff in there but for me as a person that owns a zillion board games right now it's not really different enough to sort of supplant something that i already have that i already enjoy in the same sort of way you know it's not like it's pleasant it's you know fairly straightforward but i'm not like not super writing home about it um so that that's kind of where i land i don't i don't think any of the discussion here is particularly wrong but for my taste in stuff where i really like to have games where you know i look back at them and we had some fun times uh you know it's it's just it just didn't provide me with enough of that like uh you know enough of a difference in the mechanics or you know the capacity for providing super fun interactions that i that i usually go for um so that's kind of where where i stand but it, it is still a very nice game i think it's probably um 
you know, if you're looking for something, something along this lines, I think you can't go wrong with, uh, checking it out, especially if you're like super into parks, I guess. Uh, that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, Adam, do you want to go? Sure. Yeah. Um, as again, as I'm sure you can probably decipher, I love it. I think it's nice. Um, it's good. Does it have its flaws? Of course, of course it does. Like it, um, it definitely falls in a weird spot in with some of the rules and that sort of stuff i i do agree like i mean yes the the first playthrough did take us um a fairly substantial amount of time i mean that's a thing do i do i hate it nope i mean am i willing to do it again yep um like at the end of the day man at the end of the day like i want to i want to give this thing like man i've been thinking about this for a while like i want i want to give it like an eight but i think that's not even really enough i think it's like an eight and a half like it's just it's I I like it. I like it. I think it's good. Um it it just needs like I I need more of it. I need to try out some different stuff. Uh I need to try and and like make a bunch of terrible mistakes or something, I guess. I don't know. Um and and try out and, and see what works and what doesn't and I don't, yeah, it's good. It gets an it gets an 8 and a half. It gets an 8 and a half out of me. Here it is. Boom, done solid yeah solid game who's next you gotta pass the baton oh uh i'll pass the baton to uh, justin hi uh i think for the most part i'm in the same camp as adam uh Takedo is also one of the games i even as we were playing i kept looking for the name of that game where you're walking through japan and in a way this feels like american Takedo. uh and i i found i actually quite enjoyed it uh even though it took two and a half hours, it didn't, for me at least, although I was probably the one holding up the process a lot. Oh, I uh, felt I always, it, Justin. I felt it. <laughs> uh, I always felt uh, quite engaged, either looking at the art or planning my turn. Um, and a couple eventualities when someone else moves to the space I want to be in. So I, I found it had a n- nice level of engagement and kind of c- cerebral thought involved into it without being too daunting or dry, uh, like a lot of kind of Euro worker placement games. Uh, but with that being said, I'm also in the same camp with Tom where it didn't excite me. Uh, I enjoyed it. I would be wanting play it again and uh, when adam is able to uh finally get together and uh, bring it out on the table i'll definitely mm-hmm. be more than willing to give it another shot and you know just ooh and ah at the art and uh the the mechanics um but it's just not that style of game that makes me want to go out and buy it and bring it out to the table um but that is by no means saying it's a bad game. It's just not quite for me. Um, but if any of those kind of worker placement or that competitive placement uh, sounds interesting to you, I, I think this is a very solid game in that style. It's it's not cutthroat. You're going to have a good time and uh, hopefully kind of a relaxing time. So, uh, you know, I would recommend it if you're into that style of game and uh, or you just really like American parks. Um, but it's not something that I'm going to run out and buy. Uh, how about you, Debbie? So for me, um, I am on a five point scale. Uh, I give it a four out of five, uh, which is, you know, if you get the opportunity to play it, do it. Um, I think that it does scratch an itch. Um, I have not played Takedo, so I can't speak to um, 
that that repetitiveness, I guess, um, of the game style. It to me, it was it is a little it is a different game style. It's something that I'm um, that I haven't gotten used to, and I haven't gotten um, a lot of experience playing. Um, I enjoyed. Like I, I kind of always enjoy the the games where you're there's a very limited number of um, goals that everybody's trying to get to, and they cycle. So you know uh, the three parks that are showing, somebody gets one, a new one shows up. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Um, I I just I I like the idea that you're you kind of have to strive for something that may not may not continue to be there. So you. You can't put yourself, you can't pigeonhole yourself um, too bad in a game like this. And I like that. Um, so for me, it's, I would give it a, a like I said, a four out of five. Uh, I look forward to seeing actually um, how this plays as a two player game and in the lower player count. Um, curious to kind of see what happens with that. Um, you know, we're always kind of in in the market for, you know, what kind of, what kind of games can we pull out and function decently well at a two player count? So I am curious to see uh, how it comes out as a two player. So uh, otherwise everything else, I, I mean, I, I agree. It's really nice art. Um, you kind of have a few things that you get a chuckle about. I agree. Like the hikers are a little strange. Um, and there's, there's kind of just different pieces and I like that. So I do, I, I look forward to it getting here oddly enough. Uh, and what? I know. Right. Wait, we're recording this, right? You heard it here first. Yes. Hold on. We're recording this. I'm doing the edit. No one will know Adam. <laughs> what the uh, hell? <laughs> No, my power is but mine. I, I, I do. I, I'm curious to see how this how this plays out. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's either as a two player, it's either going to be a giant dumpster fire or it's going to do really well. There's there's no middle ground there. Those really are the two options. Yes. <laughs> well, no, because you can have games that are like they're okay. Yeah. I just feel like this one is going to be like polarizing, very black or white. It's, you, you yeah. feel that parks are going to really polarize the nation. Parks! Yes, yes. Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I think that it's, it. you know, it's something interesting to look into. And it, you know, I think it is a bit daunting when you look at it. But in the end, I mean, I think I said, huh, and what about a thousand times in the first half hour of this game? I think I, everybody wanted to kill me. But in the end, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, there's a lot of, it's, it's fairly logical, which I like. I'm, I'm a fairly logic driven individual. Mm. And I'm very, I was going to say, I'm very surprised that Adam hasn't been like, mm-hmm. uh? instead Thomas gave it to us. But yeah, I, I just, I like the fact that it is fairly logical and it's, it has a progression and, and things like that. And I like that. Yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's a good, it's a good game. It's good it game. is. It is. Yep. Solid. Yep. <sighs> like a park. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was uh, enlightening as visiting any of the nation's great 69 parks. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> the best thing you can do for us is sort of, you know, share it around. Uh, like and subscribe. Do all the reviews and all that other shit. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, you can either find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast or through email, collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. And if you want to get a hold of me and tell me how fucking wrong 
young I am, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. Uh, who do we usually go? Justin. Hi. Uh, if you want to let me know how right I am about everything, it would really help my slowly diminishing ego as what Tom slowly erodes it. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. All one word, of course. Um, but yeah, if you if you have any board game knowledge or questions to share, uh, please find me there. Uh, but where can we find everything, Debbie? Everything. Am everything. I everything? All yes. of it. Rawr. Um. Okay. Every last bit. So <laughs> you can get me on Twitter and Instagram at. Uh, Mrs. Wynn. That's M-R-S-W-H-Y-N. Um, Sounds like you forgot it halfway through there. <laughs> I did. I was like, what like, are we uh, talking who about? Who am I again? She just yeah. had the realization that she was married to you. She's like, oh. No. Yeah, she's like, oh, God. <laughs> what have I done? What happened to my life? <laughs> I, I have to... Have you ever introduced yourself out in public as Mrs. Wynn by accident? No. No? Don't no. worry, it'll come. Oh, dear God. Um, I don't want to look forward to that, but <laughs> nonetheless, um, as Tom said, you guys can get us at CGS uh, on Twitter, at CGS podcast. Apparently, I don't know what I'm talking about at all now. Um, we really do like to hear from you guys. Uh, we really want to know what you like, what you don't like. If there's something you think uh, we should look into, something you think we like, let us know, um, and I will bring it to the table, and I'll see what we can do. Otherwise, I believe Tom, did we get uh, did we get expanded onto Spotify recently? Yes, I submitted the thing, and it's showing up there. So, I mean, we're we're getting there. We're moving up in the it world. It is there. It is on Spotify. Yes, perfect. So, um, yeah, just make sure you let everybody know we're really trying our hardest, uh, not, you know, not only do this for ourselves, but we want to do this for you guys too. So let us know what you think. Um, other than that, Adam is now going to grace us. It's not us. that long. It's not that long. I was going to say grace us with his presence, but okay. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Uh, guys, if you're looking to get a hold of me, uh, you can catch me on all social medias at for the win f o r t h e w h y n. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash for the win, same spelling f o r t h e w h y n, and on YouTube, youtube.com slash win nineteen eighty three w h y n numbers one nine eight three. Or once you get on YouTube, just search up for the win. Um, I put up videos there every Wednesday. Uh, you can also catch me streaming live um, Wednesday through Sunday at 1130 a.m. Eastern time. We just wrapped up Paper Mario. Uh, we've started Subnautica. Um, my chat told me that Subnautica was a nice, pleasant game about swimming with whales. Those bastards lied to me. Um, it is a horror game, and I am scared. So uh, come console me or something and watch me play some Subnautica. Uh, also moved on to Final Final Fantasy 9 for Final Fantasy Fridays. Uh, my mood has greatly improved after leaving Final Fantasy 8. Weird, right? Um, yeah, that's that's all I got. Hopefully we'll catch you on uh, on Twitch or somewhere sometime. And that's it from me. And if you uh, like D&D, you can also find us oh, sorry, at yes. Adventures Tabletop on Twitch doing some D&D stuff. Uh, it's uh, Adam and myself and a few other people from his community. Also correct. Adventures Tabletop. Whoop, whoop. Also correct. Swing by. I do a dumb voice. Spicy. It's great. Uh, da, yeah. da, 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 da. I think that's everybody, right? Right? We don't have a... I think so. 
don't have an extra fifth person, do we? I mean, no. Bronx, I'm sure, would be willing to say oh, something. Jesus yeah. Christ, leave the poor dog out of this. <laughs> Get a couple good snorts in. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn dog. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Again, I hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll be back at you with something fun next week. Bye. Uh, hopefully. Bye. 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 Parks. Parks. <laughs> Get your parks <laughs> here. It.